Our scripture reading this morning is found among the Minor Prophets, and one I'm sure that you know very, 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 very well indeed, and it is the book of Jonah. I'm going to read Jonah chapter 1, and I'm sure you know, uh, without following it in your Bible, what the uh, story, the incident is all about. But I want to look at Jonah the man this morning and his attitude towards God. Jonah chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish, He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone down below deck, where he lay down and fell asleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up, call on your God. Maybe he will notice us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. And they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? And from what people are you? He said, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, for they asked, what have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he would already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down? (coughs) Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I will know that it is my fault and this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land. Well, they could not, for the sea grew wilder than before. They cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they came to Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men feared greatly the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray, Lord, we come before you this morning that you just speak in the stillness while we wait on thee. Just ush our hearts to listen in expectancy. Draw close to us, Lord, and speak of that word to us that we know it is from you. 
And so bless us this morning as we come before you and hear your voice. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. You probably took note of the opening words of that uh, chapter, didn't you? Now, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah. Great. He's not speaking to me this morning, he's speaking to Jonah. Well, I've news, Jonah isn't here this morning. But what we've got recorded here, when the Lord did speak to Jonah, is for our benefit. It's for our learning, for our understanding. And perhaps this morning, instead of just opening with those words and then switching off, as we do sometimes, and the word of the Lord came on to put your name in that space. And just for a few moments, have this conversation with the Lord, as though he's speaking unto you. There's a hymn that we sometimes sing, and uh, I didn't choose it this morning, but it just came to mind a few moments ago. Master, speak, thy servant heareth, waiting for thy gracious word, longing for the voice that cheereth. Master, let it now be heard. And then the prayer. Perhaps it can be your prayer this morning as you come before the Lord. I am listening, Lord, for thee. What hast thou to say to me? That's the object of the word of God, isn't it? As we come before him, he speaks to us. He talks to us. We have this relationship uh, with him. Well, I challenge you this morning and ask you what exactly is your relationship with God. Or perhaps you never even thought they ever had one. But what is it this morning? Your relationship with a holy God. Jonah had a relationship with God. Jonah was on speaking terms with God. And God spoke to Jonah. But the problem with Jonah was that he was a bit of a rebel. He didn't listen or he didn't want to listen to what the Lord was saying to him at this time. He got a job for him. He got a task for him. He wanted to go and preach against the great city of Nineveh. He wanted to warn them of the consequences of a holy God. And God spoke to Jonah and gave him that task uh, to do. But Jonah didn't want to listen. Jonah didn't want to know exactly what the Lord was calling him uh, to do. There's a lot of questions in the Bible. Some have answers to them. Some of them don't have answers to them. And the ones that's not got the answers to them are usually the ones that you've got to provide the answer for. But one of the questions that we find raised in the Old Testament, in the book of Micah, uh, it does have an answer to it. And uh, the question is for you this morning. And it's there in uh, Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. What does the Lord require of you? What does the Lord require 
of you. And the answer comes in the following verse. But to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. To have a relationship with God. The question again this morning, have you got that relationship with God? Are you on speaking terms with him? Do you hear his voice when he speaks? And perhaps you don't like what you hear. As Jonah didn't, he didn't want to know. He didn't want to do that. But the relationship you and I have with God this morning is what he wants with us. He wants us to do justly. He wants us to love mercy. And he wants us to walk with him. Are you like the two on the Emmaus Road this morning that we referred to? You know, walking along, but not recognising the Lord Jesus. Walking. We're here this morning in God's plan and God's purpose. We're here this morning so that God can speak to us and offer us this relationship. I wonder, you know, over the years, how many times you... You've actually heard the gospel preached. And how many times you've uh, come to that conclusion, well, it's not for me this morning. It's not for me yet. Perhaps in the future, but not now. And we've rejected the good news. We've rejected the fact that the Lord Jesus, in which we've been celebrating this morning, came to this world of ours, and gave his life for you, that your sins might be forgiven. And yet we've rejected that. We've not made a decision for him. We've not begun to follow him in that step. Somehow, like Jonah, we've become out of step, out of sync. I like I like it on my phone, you know, sometimes when, when you get in your emails and you tap it there and it comes across sinking. <laughs> Not sinking, sinking. In other words, it's getting that information. It's getting in tune, isn't it? It's getting alongside. Are you in sync this morning with God? Are you walking with him? Because like Jonah, we can learn from this portion of scripture that it really is dangerous to rebel against the Lord. I'm not saying this morning that we sat outside the building and there's a great storm and there's all kinds of things that's there waiting for us. It's not like that at all. But it is dangerous to run away from God. Because it tells us here in the scriptures quite clearly that there's only one direction that we can go in if we're running away from the Lord. I like the authorised version. This is especially for you, Robert, this morning. That it really refers to it again. We read in the scriptures that he went down to Joppa. 
But if you read the AV, it's a little bit better than that. It says he went down to Joppa. He went down to the ship. And he went down into the bowels of the ship. Three times it's telling us there. There's only one direction that we can go in if we're running away from the Lord. And that's down. Down. I wonder if you're feeling down this morning. I wonder if you've got all the problems of the world on your shoulders or in your heart. Things aren't going quite right that you think they should be going. Uh, Things are difficult for you. And we are living in difficult times today, aren't we? And it's so easy to go down, to get down and feel depressed and away from the Lord. But if we are rebelling from Lord this morning, that is the direction that we are going down and down and down away from the presence of the Lord. As I get older, I'm finding it's easier when I'm on a hill to go down than climb up it. And it's so easy in our lives to go down than to start climbing and going in the right direction. Remember the time when Jesus came to his disciples and he was walking on the water and Peter in his uh, petulant, oh, it's the Lord, it's the Lord. And he climbed out of the boat and he went towards the Lord. But then, when he became aware of his circumstances, there's only one direction he was going to go. He was sinking. He was going down. Let us see that the Lord is speaking to you and me this morning, telling us, look, I don't want you to go down. I want to lift you up. I want to draw you to myself. I want you to have a relationship with me. I want you to do justly and love mercy and walk humbly with me this morning. When Jonah was running away, he was losing his purpose, wasn't he? He had a purpose in life. And the purpose was that God wanted to use him. God wanted to uh, send him to Nineveh, but he didn't, he didn't want to go. He had a purpose. He deliberately turned away. And we do that. We're not daft in that sense. We're intelligent people. We know what the scripture really is about. We know it's as simple as that, making a decision to follow and to serve of the Lord the scripture is full of incidents where we read of people that uh, have turned away, remember the Luke 15, the prodigal son we call it he deliberately turned away come on dad, give me what's due to me I don't want to live this life anymore I want to go and I want to enjoy myself I want to do the things of the world I want to do what everybody else is doing come on Lord, dad give me the money and like a good dad, he did, didn't he? And what happened? He turned away. And he soon would find himself going down and down and down until eventually he was feeding the pigs because he nowhere else to go. He turned away. If we're not following our purpose this morning and walking with the Lord and turning away, we too are going away, going down. I remember the, the, the Westminster Catechism. What is the chief 
end of man. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And when we're walking with him this morning, we're glorifying him. When we're walking with him this morning, we're enjoying him. We can trust him and we can find in him all that we need. Jonah lost his energy too, hasn't he? I know what that's like. He lost his energy and he decided he was going to go down and down and down into the uttermost part of the ship to get as far away from God and the sailors and people that was possible. Instead of serving the Lord, what was he doing? He was sleeping. He thought that he could get away from God, get away from reality, get away from the sailors and find a nice comfortable little place where he could put his head down and go uh, to sleep. Sleep's a wonderful thing. We need it, don't we? I'm enjoying it more and more as I get older. Especially not in the afternoon. It charges your batteries up, doesn't it? But, you know, once we do that, we're out of it for a while. We're out of reality. We're out of our problems, out of our situation, out of our world. We've gone to sleep, we're switched off. You know, like it's like switching the TV off, isn't it? You know, at night when you're finished, and you switch it off. It's finished with. It's gone. But when we go to sleep and wake up again, the problems are still there. And just like Jonah, he was aroused by these sailors. The problem was still there. The storm was still there. The difficulties were still there. The problems were still there. We can switch off for a while, but we have to come back to reality after a while. And perhaps this morning we're coming back to reality because the Lord is speaking to us this morning and he's He's telling us what he wants us to do. He's asking us to put our faith and our trust in him. He's asking us to follow him. He's asking us to do specific tasks, whatever it might be. The Lord's speaking this morning. And because you've got that relationship or non-relationship with God, you can hear his voice. And you know what to do. But once we've gone to sleep, once we've switched off, we lose of that contact Jonah wanted to lose that contact with reality what was going on round about him and by going to sleep he put these barriers up didn't he he was hiding where perhaps we thought no one uh, uh, could see him but I want to tell you this morning that there's no way that you can hide from reality There's no way that you can hide from God's voice speaking to you. Even from the beginning. Remember Adam and Eve, when they'd realised the true situation, when they'd realised the enormity of their sin, when they'd realised that they disobeyed God, when they realised all this, what did they do? They hid themselves. They hid themselves. But God asked a question. Where are they? 
Where art thou? The difference between the Lord is he knew. There is no hiding place from God. We can't turn away from him and get out of the situation because he knows. So I wonder what barriers we've put up this morning. Perhaps we're too busy. You know, we don't want to follow the Lord yet because we've so much life to live, haven't we? Have we? Well, we're involved in this activity and perhaps we're involved in that activity. We go to this club or we're belonging to this society or we're doing all kinds of other things that take more time than coming to the Lord's house and serving the Lord or even thinking about him a week by week. And we lose contact when we put barriers up, don't we? We lose contact with the Lord because we're shutting him out of our lives. And as we can see, that's not really a good thing to do. It's easy to lose contact, isn't it? (laughs) I remember, you know, when I retired, which was a month or two back now. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, you spend a lot of your time at work. You, You make friends. You have colleagues. There are people that you work with. And then comes to the day when, you know, you're old enough to enjoy the luxuries of life and say, bye-bye work, I'm not going to go to work anymore. And one thing, you know, I'm sure you all do the same. I'll keep in touch. I'll keep in contact with you. And uh, we do for a while. Yes, there's the odd phone call. Perhaps we meet up for a cup of coffee. Uh, perhaps we do this and that other uh, activity with them. Uh, I, I remember when I heard it, there was one, one friend of mine, uh, we used to play golf together. So we, we met up once a week after I'd finished work and uh, we had a game. And then it became once a fortnight. Then it became once a month. Oh, it's winter now, I'll see you in the spring. <laughs> but as the time goes on, you lose contact. All your good intentions and they don't materialise because you drift away. And perhaps this morning we've got to that stage where we've drifted away from God. We've drifted away from a reality. We've drifted away from him and it's so easy when those barriers were there. But these sailors, they knew what was happening because Jonah had told him, hadn't they, what he was doing. They knew where the problem was. They knew where the situation was. And it was with Jonah. And they realised. They realised. Do you know, there are friends around you this morning. Friends at church, family, friends at home. They want you to have a relationship with God. They want you to have that relationship and, and walk with him. So much so that they're concerned because what do they do? They pray for you. They pray that the Lord might speak to you. They pray that the Lord might just reveal himself to you. They pray that you might just make that step of faith and come to know him as Lord and Saviour. So you're not on your own in life. There are people that are concerned about you this morning. 
Perhaps we've been concerned uh, for many years. But we would love that you would come into a relationship with God and have fellowship with him and fellowship with us and walk in step, not out of sync, but be together in loving and serving and praising a holy God. These sailors knew he was running away and they prayed for him. Maybe there's somebody praying for you this morning. Maybe there's somebody uh, that's concerned about your spiritual welfare and are praying that the Lord will speak uh, to you. The wonderful thing is that, uh, you know, at this particular time, the Lord didn't give up on Jonah at all. Because if you carry on reading through the book, and it's only a short book, uh, we see that in chapter 3, and at verse 1, we read these words, And the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. He hadn't give up on him. And perhaps this morning, the word of the Lord is coming to you. A second time, a third time, fourth time, tenth time, hundredth time. But here is an opportunity that God hasn't given up on you. And he wants you to have a deeper spiritual relationship with him and serve him and walk him. He's got something for you to do. He's got got plans. We've got plans, but God's got plans. And he's got plans uh, for you uh, this morning. We don't have to stay out of touch. But again, there's warnings as we read through other scriptures that uh, in Genesis again, the Lord says, my spirit will not always strive with man. That's a warning. My spirit will not always strive with man. You'll not always hear the voice of God. You might not ever hear it again. What a sobering thought that might be this morning. But here and now, there's another opportunity for you to put your faith and trust in him. No matter how far you've gone, no matter how far down you are, no matter where you're hiding this morning, the Lord can lift you up and the Lord can draw you closer to himself so that you can uh, have that walk with him uh, today. I like that other hymn, In loving kindness Jesus came. Why? Because from sinking sand, he lifted me. He pulled me up from that position where I was. We refer to the prodigal son, didn't we? Uh, uh, earlier but you know he came to realise and there's a I like verse 17 of chapter 15 of Luke it says when he came to himself when he realised he needed God when he realised he needed to go back to his father and he put all sorts of problems there in the way but nevertheless he went and the wonderful thing about uh, that scripture is when when he was making that move towards his father, it says there, while he was a great way off, his father saw him. Why? Because he'd been looking out for him. 
And God's always looking out for you and for me this morning. It's like Neil Armstrong said, isn't it? One small step for man, but a giant leap for mankind. One small step in the right direction can change your life completely when you come to know the Lord as your saviour. We live in a society that we used to throw things away, didn't we? Oh, that's no good. I'll go and buy a new one. But now we're living in a different kind of world. We're asked to recycle things, aren't we? Put them in separate bins. Separate them all out. They can be used again. That can be restored. There's a programme on the telly called The Repair Shop. Have you ever seen it? (laughs) All sorts of things are brought. In all sorts of conditions. And yet when the craftsman has dealt with it and they go, wow! Wow! Whatever condition your life is in this morning, you can have that wow moment with God. Because he can restore it. He can lift it up. He can make it what it really should be. There's another lovely hymn. It's a bit dreary sometimes. It's called Rescue the Perishing. <laughs> but the words, the words are good. The words are good. This is what it says. Down in the human heart, crushed by the tempter, feelings lie buried that grace can restore, touched by a loving hand, lifted by kindness, cords that were broken can vibrate once more. Your broken life can be repaired. You can have that wow moment when you come to put your faith and trust in Jesus. Let's just bow our heads and our hearts. Father, we thank you this morning for the good news of the gospel. We thank you, Lord, that you're an ever-loving God. We thank you, Lord, that you want us this morning to walk with you. We do pray that each one of us bowed before you might have listened to your voice this morning, that we might have heard your gospel call. And Lord, give us the faith and the courage to put our faith and trust in you today. And so, Lord, we pray you'll just bless us and that you'll guide us and guard us and keep us as we fellowship together and share together the lovely things concerning yourself. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Saviour, thou.